0: Hey guys, welcome back to Tribe of Nerds. We are on the penultimate episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, Josh, Gabe, and I are going to talk about everything that happened in this episode. Um, so, um, spoiler-free impressions, as always. What did you guys think of this episode?
1: <laughs> uh, this is probably like one of my favorites, not going <laughs> to lie. I liked like the pacing of it. It felt like it's so little movie Um <clears throat> and i liked how it picked up i don't know if this is a spoiler but like i i just like how it picked up right after the last episode yeah plus we get to see like lots of bonding between bucky and sam which is cool and yeah it was it was really awesome
0: oh for sure agreed with with that as well josh
2: <sighs> yep sorry mine uh yep brain fart
0: you're good (laughs) um yeah i i can go i guess and then um i yeah i really liked this episode um i i liked how it was broken up into segments and that's how we're kind of gonna do this uh podcast episode is we're just gonna talk uh through kind of the segments because i mean you could easily break it up like the episode did and like one one part of the episode is talking all about john walker and his story and then we get more sam and bucky of course and then there's a little bit of the flag smashers still thrown in there um which i really really liked it helped the episode as, as gabe said it, it seemed to flow better a little bit um so i liked it josh did you have um yeah i um josh you can just share your thoughts as we go um so um now we'll get into the spoilers um so first part episode starts off just like gabe said right from when the last episode ended uh john walker is running away um from when he just killed one of the flag smashers and sam and bucky chase him down into the warehouse And, um, you really see that Walker's really starting to believe the lies that he, you know, that he's telling himself, um, which is really, really interesting. He's completely broken down, um, and so then they get into this big fight, uh, Walker destroys, Falcons wins, um, and, um, yeah, just this, uh, entire fight scene. What did you guys think?
1: It was really intense. Mm -hmm. Uh, And John Walker is still, like, he's, like, losing his marbles, dude. I really like this character as a villain. And it was just, like, it was just, like, really, like, crazy to see, like, how much he, like, he really wants that shield. Like, he really wants to be Captain America here. Mm -hmm. Even if he's, like you know a maniac captain america and you know it's at the point where like uh sam is like all right dude like you you got to give the shield back like you know he's past the point of like well i can't really complain because that's just you know that's the way it is like he's like yeah, this guy just buried his shield into another dude's chest. It's time for me to step in here. Right. And at the end, what was crazy is like, you have that moment that's kind of like, pretty much like spelled out, you know, clear as day that like, both Bucky and Sam are having like these really, these really uh, shitty feelings of just like, if Sam had like, you know, had done something, like, you know, like, sam sam feels bad like you you could tell he feels bad at the end of the scene he's like you know he's probably thinking that blood is on his hands now right you know if only he had stepped in and like taken the shield or like you know taken responsibility and Mm -hmm. you know at the end of the day i don't really think that's on him either but yeah it was just like a really emotional end of the scene
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, I think it I think a great moment right there is when they stop Walker and then Bucky takes the shield and puts it next to Sam and really that moment of Sam just looking over and uh, yeah, it's a beautiful moment. Um Josh, what were your thoughts on the scene?
2: My favorite part of this scene is when John being a cocky bastard, which I'm not going to lie, he put up a pretty damn good fight. Granted, now he has the serum, but he put up a pretty good fight going against two, like, superheroes with a lot of experience. So, like, he did pretty damn good, but it was the line that was like, holy shit, was when it was, um, he looks at them, and he's like, you guys don't want to do this. And Bucky looked pissed as hell. Just looks right back, and he's like, I think we do. Mm-hmm. And like, no, he was like, yeah, we do. And then they just started fighting. And I was like, hell yeah. Which also, I called that shit. <laughs> last episode, I was like, I think it's going to jump right into them, like, fighting him for that shield. Mm-hmm. Hey, what about that? Uh, two for 20, baby. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking, oh, God. That scene was beautiful. The whole fight, how they're. Acting with each other and how like at that point Bucky and Sam I feel like they were kind of angry at each other or angry at themselves so right. you could tell that they weren't working together they were just working like Bucky would attack him and then Sam would attack him they weren't like fighting him together they were fighting him as individuals and like it was interesting because you could just tell like it's not working and they just kept getting lucky like, he almost bashed Falcon in with the uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., and then right. Bucky jumped on him. And, like, yeah. And then, like, it was so funny because two arms are broken in this scene. It's Bucky's robotic arm gets broken, and then when Sam <laughs> ripped it off of John, he breaks his arm, too.
0: Right, right. And,
2: like, I thought that was kind of funny. And, like, it was also... Yeah, it was kind to me it was symbolism that like John isn't controlled, but he's acting more like a winter soldier and Bucky is now acting more like a Captain America. Yeah. Because he's like, listen, you just can't like kill people like that. And John, trying to make himself feel better, was saying like, No, he killed Lamar. And they were like, he didn't kill him. Like, he's not even... He didn't kill that guy. And they're trying to reason with him. Mm -hmm. And then the one that... The line that really pissed him off was finally when Sam just said, you need to give us that shield. And then he was like, oh, that's what this is about. And he gets all, like, pissy about it because he really, like... He wants to be Captain America. And I told you guys government would get involved, too. Never mind, I'm three for 20. (laughs) Yeah, because the senator came in. He's like, "You're being stripped of your yeah. duties. He'll get no military benefits and shit like that." But right. yeah, that opening scene was oh my god, beautiful.
0: Agreed. Yeah, it. Um. Yeah, I, I just noticed that as well. Yeah, I mean, I noticed. You know, Walker comes into his next scene with the with the uh, with his arm broken and with the uh, um, slain. So yeah, I yeah it's it's interesting and i love that you pointed out that bucky has got gotten he's become human again and it's a nice parallel with walker who's gone from human to more of the winter soldier so that's a really cool uh parallel that you put that you pointed out josh um and so then um we'll get to walker getting discharged um then uh uh Lieutenant Torres comes Torres comes back and uh Sam uh debriefs him and then Sam uh picks up the shield but leaves the winds and Torres is like uh hey you forgot the winds and Sam's like keep them and then walks away with the shield and I thought um that was interesting because Sam is seemed to me that Sam was like I'm going to take up like in that moment he's like I have to take up the the Captain America mantle and I'm leaving behind my olds falcon mantle so that was pretty cool
1: um sorry (laughs)
0: you're good (laughs) um yeah you guys have anything else to say as i bring up points for sure definitely you can jump in and um and then um so then we get to the walker getting discharged scene um we'll keep on john walker and so he gets discharged um, he's trying to argue with, uh, the government's decision, um, but obviously, you know, they don't, they won't budge that he just murdered a man, uh, on foreign soil as a, as part of the government. Um, and then, uh, so our big cameo that has been teased in interviews, um, he's, you know, then Walker's with his wife, and so they're sitting down, and then you get someone walking up, and it is the actress Julie Julie Louise Dreyfus. Um, And so I can't remember her character's, like, lawn name, but in the comics, uh, I believe people pointed out online that she looks like she's supposed to be Madame Hydra, Um, and I don't know too much about that character. Um, But um, what did you guys think of this cameo?
1: Well, I didn't really know what to
0: think. (laughs)
1: Because like I don't know what her character is supposed to be. Right. Uh, they just kind of threw her in there like we were supposed to like know like who she is. Mm-hmm. But I don't. But I'm yeah. I guess I'm excited to see what happens. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew the actress because like obviously like Seinfeld. Now it's like okay, like who who else from Seinfeld are we inviting on here?
0: Jerry Seinfeld.
1: <laughs> the B movie. Kramer walks in and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> audience goes wild but uh yeah it was cool i guess <laughs> it's not what i was expecting i'll give them that at least they weren't like lying about the cameo
0: oh for sure um josh what were your thoughts
2: i love julia dreyfus so i was very very happy when she showed up mm-hmm. um I didn't know who she was playing, but hearing that I'm Hydra makes me excited because as soon as you throw the name Hydra in there, I get pretty excited. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it she seemed like she, had, she already had power over him, and he didn't even know who she was. And she knew all of this information that not just anybody could have figured out. So, like, you can tell that she has some friends in low places. And, like, it was interesting because, like, as she's saying this, he's like, oh, my God. Like, how does she know this? Like, you can tell he's, like, you know, I didn't tell anybody that this happened or that this didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Like, it was interesting. And, like, even the wife was like, excuse me, who are you? And then she's like, yeah, um, give me a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Like, yeah, I love the actress. She seemed to be super powerful. And I love the power play. Mm -hmm. Where she went, uh, yeah, that is the second smartest thing you decided to do was take that serum, which, like, was another thing. He's like, What the fuck? Like, how did you know that? Yeah. And he was like, And the first one is going to be when you answer the phone when I call, okay? And, like, yeah, it, yeah. For sure. Now it makes that, it kind of makes that scene at the end a little more interesting because was he doing. Said thing because she called, right? Or was he doing it on his own volition? so I'm interested to see what happens with that, too.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely discuss that shortly. Um, so a couple things. So, you know, first off, I didn't actually recognize the actress because I've never, um, like sat down and watched a bunch of Seinfeld, so that's my bad. Um, but my parents said, Oh, that's she's from Seinfeld. I was like, Oh, that's really, really cool. Then. Um, and I, I could tell that, you know, how they were, how the camera was panning up to her face, um, from the ground. I could tell that, oh, this is the big cameo that's coming right here. Um, but, um, yeah, no, she was very, very powerful. Um, that was very, very interesting. Um, and at first I thought she could be the power broker, but then, you know, people saying she's Madame Hydra and then it's like, well, so she's different from power broker? Like what? Um, I, I guess I did want to, on a couple other things, apparently, um, because of everything, the schedule and everything getting shifted around, apparently, uh, Julie Dreyfus's character was supposed to be in Black Widow, and, um, and Black Widow was originally supposed to be before Falcon and Winter Soldier, so not really sure, um, mm. you know, if that's actually still what's happening, um, but... Yeah. Um I any more thoughts on the cameo?
1: No, I don't think so. It's just curious that she was supposed to show up earlier.
0: Right. Yeah. It and it is interesting, like, yeah, she hands him she hands Walker the blank card and he's like, Hey, there's no number on this and so that was really, really interesting. Um, I guess another point I wanted to bring up, Sharon Carter call has been talking to someone this entire time and we see it again here. I don't necessarily... I don't think she's with the Power Broker, so that's why I think that the Madam Hydra assumptions are, like, correct, and that's who Julie Dreyfus is playing, and that Sharon Carter is working with Madam Hydra. Like, that that makes sense to me now, and so I think, like, with friends in low places, as we said, or, you know, high places, whatever, you know, Sharon Carter could definitely be working with her, and so that might make sense with how Sharon Carter has fallen into all this, like, wealth and whatnot.
1: Right, I can see it.
0: So, Josh, any thoughts on that or
1: mine
2: good?
0: All right. Um so then um Walker goes and he goes to lie to Lamar's family but or like console them but like he's basically lying and telling them that he killed the guy who killed Lamar um huh. when obviously Carly was the one who did it. Um and he's just trying to make everybody else believe that uh he didn't kill an innocent man um and so that was really really interesting and how the mars family is basically like oh he looked up to you and he was so excited when you got named the new captain america and you're a good man and all this other stuff and so it it was a very very interesting scene um and i think it just even adds even more to john walker as a character so
1: yeah he's like willing to go to like these crazy lengths in the same manner steve was except steve actually like went in the right direction like Mm. he like really digs down into like these things to like you know justify them and it was just like that scene was really sad
0: oh for sure josh thoughts on this
2: All right, you cut out for a minute. Could you repeat that?
0: Your your thoughts on the on Walker lying to Lamar's family scene?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, I thought we were still talking about his wife. It, the audio got shitty for a bit. That's you're good. That. But uh, yeah, it kind of seems like he's trying to just say, "Oh well, if I," it's a regular thing that people do. It's what repulsive liars do. But it's just like, "Oh, if I say the lie enough." I'll start to believe it, and people Mm. around me will start to believe it. And he really wants people to believe that, oh, he killed Lamar. And he also, it seems like he feels bad that he let Carly get away. Because they're like, is he really the one that killed him? Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah. And they're like, you know, he was like, I would never let the monster who killed Lamar get away. Right. And he like said that right away and i was like no he feels bad that she like left or right. she got away and i was like damn bro like that's that's heavy but it's also really fucked up that he's doing that
0: yeah it um it it kind of helps reinforce the scene i think we talked about it last week with that lamar seemed to be just a, a good guy that was caught up with the ron people um or with the wrong person, with John. And, um, but it's, it's, it's interesting to see at the very least to see John feel some guilt over his death and not just be like this incredibly cold hearted villain that, you know, I think it, it helps his character a lot more for sure. Um, and then, so the last John Walker scene at the very least, we'll get to the post credits right now then. Um, cause it's all John Walker John Walker, we hear the sound of a hammer and I'm like, Iron Man uh, kind of callbacks a little bit. And then we see Walker is uh, making a new shield. Um, so that was really, really interesting. Um, and like Josh said earlier with what he was doing, did he already get the call from Julie Dreyfus' character? Or, you know, is he doing this of his own accord, of his own volition? Um, so what were your guys' thoughts on this post credit scene?
1: okay so for a second i thought he was building his own iron man suit i was like oh (laughs) shit which like that sounds stupid in retrospect but like it was like it was like really cool because i'm like oh god he's like he's making his own shield now Mm -hmm. and i'm like really really excited to see like what kind of like costume he stitches together if he does Mm -hmm. uh it looks like he's just making some kind of like pseudo-Captain America, you know, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., like, it's like, it's giving me the same vibes as, like, not Punisher, but sort of Punisher, like, mm-hmm. just, like, taking thing, like, doing things out of his own will and just, like, making his own justice or whatever, uh, which, like, as we all know, when you give psychopaths uh, a you know, a terrible weapon. It doesn't work out that well, but uh, yeah, it was like it was like crazy. And I'm like, that just signaled to me that he's gonna go like off the leash next episode.
0: Oh, for sure. And it's interesting to that you draw the comparison between Walker and Punisher. Um, I mean, Walker so far to me seems like the most violent, one of the most violent at least characters that we've had in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Obviously mcu hasn't had punisher yet we had we saw punisher with the netflix shows but you know those technically aren't in the mcu but um yeah josh your thoughts on this post-credit scene
2: Yeah, as soon as as, like i heard that slam as gabe mentioned i was like oh shit like yeah iron man reference cool Mm -hmm. and like i was like okay somebody must be building something and then it showed john i was like damn it he's making a shield isn't he and then it showed him making a shield i was like Motherfucker, like <laughs> this is not gonna go well but also like it, you can't just make the shield like mm-hmm. the shield is special because that shit is vibranium right like, yeah. and even if you even make more it steel,
1: it's still gonna be a wimpy shield even if you use like the strongest steel available Right. Yeah, compared to fucking Vibranium. Like, bro, that
2: shit is what T'Challa wore in his suit. Yeah. And, like, the shield is made out of that. And, like, fucking, you're going to, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go buy some fucking cheap fabric from the store and, like, make a shield. I'm like, oh, good for you. Don't do shit, but... Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just fucking cosplay at this point. <laughs> he's just going to show up at Comic-Con like, look, I'm the disgraced officer that murdered a man in cold blood, and I used to be Captain America. <laughs> Anybody want a picture with me? And all the fucking parents are just, like, running away, covering their kid's eyes, like, oh, my God. But, like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting that he's doing this because I was like, damn, bro, like, we knew it was crazy, but, like, this is kind of another level. Like, he's straight up about to mock Captain America just because they won't let him have, like, that. And what I thought, I was like, ooh, what if the government sees him with that shield and they take it? Because, like, this was Cap's shield. But also, like, they see Falcon running around with it. They're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Whose shield is that? Because, <laughs> like, fuck right. it. It's going to be interesting when they see that. It's going to be like the Spider-Man meme where it's just like, hey, you uh, – no, you it,
1: – it. like,
2: it's It's going to be really interesting. I don't know how John is going to figure out to go to New York, but right. I feel like John is going to figure out how to go to New York, which I just said New York because it's random, not a plot point, wink. But, like, yeah, it's, I feel like – He's just going to show up and be like, I'm Captain America. And Sam's going to be like, I should eat the fuck out of you. (laughs) (laughs) Bucky's going to be like, dude, swear to God, this guy shows up one more time and I'm fucking shooting him. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like it would be really funny if John showed up like, I have the shield. Now I'm Captain America. And then someone shoots at him and it just like fucking immediately injures him and he's like oh my fucking god like i'm still a pleb even with the super soldier serum. (laughs) like that would be a funny realization for him like realize that he was never captain america he was literally just a fucking boy in a costume
0: (laughs) for sure um i did i did um talking about like him not being able to replicate vibranium and like the only other i guess comics um hard hardest metals in the in marvel just from the comics um you know we've not we haven't been introduced to adamantium yet which wolverine is made up of um because we haven't gotten wolverine yet in the mcu um but you know we, we saw that with the fox x-men movies and then i believe in the mcu we had uru metal which is what thanos's uh double sword and end game was made of and corvus glaives uh uh axe thing that or glaive i think it is actually called the glaive where the thing he stabbed vision with so Mm -hmm. yeah so which was able to cut through vibranium which was which is interesting um so yeah i mean i think that so yeah we've we've been introduced to two really hard metals um and we don't know when adamantium is going to come into play in the mcu but yeah um Alright, so I think we've talked everything about John Walker, so uh, let's bring up um, the Flag Smashers, and then we'll get into everything that happened with Sam and with Bucky in this episode. So, uh, we get the Flag Smashers, um, so Carly and the Flag Smashers, they, after they just watched one of their own get brutally murdered by, uh, by Walker, they they decided that they're going to go take over the government building in New York, the, or the RAC, uh, building. And so they go and take that over. Um, they're having a big meeting. Then all of a sudden, like all the alarms go off. Um, interestingly enough, also we get to see George St. Pierre as Batroc. Um, he was in the first episode. So he comes back as well. He wants to kill Sam. And so they're working with Batroc now. Um, which is, which is cool. Like I thought when I saw Batroc in the first episode, that they're going to, tie him in more as well to this, um, because obviously the MCU rarely does things that don't, like, pay off in some way later on. Um, so what were your guys' thoughts on the scene of them, the Flag Smashers taking over and Batroc's return?
1: I'm blanking on which scene you're talking about. I'm sorry. Uh,
0: the, the ones... Like, so there, remember the, the Flag Smashers are, like, talking about, oh, we're gonna go take over, we're gonna go to New York, and you have the dude that was, that was in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and he was in the first episode that Sam knocked out of the, when Sam was fighting the helicopters and whatnot. And I might have just forgotten his face is all. Yeah, so, yeah, so George St. Pierre, his character is Batroc the Leaper, and, or George Batroc, and, uh... And so they, so he came back, they're working with him, and then you have the scene with the government, um, the RAC building getting taken over and you have, like, all, the room turns red and the alarms go off. So, what were your guys' thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, I think things are, like, really accelerating with, like, the Flag Smashers here. Mm -hmm. And, like, honestly, like, it just keeps on, like, pointing towards, like, this huge, like, Whatever is going to happen next in the in uh, episode six, because like especially in this episode, like uh, Carly just keeps on getting even more like unyielding. Yeah, um, and it's really just kind of reaching a point where like Sam and Bucky are just going to have to neutralize her somehow. Right. So it's it's going to reach like some sort of like. And it's, like, it's really interesting to see a face from uh, Winter Soldier too, Because, like... Right. You know, that, that implies, like, some sneaky Hydra villain stuff. You know, even if he's just, like, kind of working on his own.
0: Right. So. Yeah. And it... Well, it was just interesting, because in that first episode, we didn't even know, like, what the mission Sam was going on actually was. We just knew that he was rescuing, like, a military official but we didn't really know like like we didn't know what the plan actually was like what batroc was doing and whatnot so it it, you know it's it was interesting to see that it was something to do with the flag smashers it seems from what it looks like josh your thoughts on this scene
2: it was kind of interesting when uh barack showed up but uh yeah it was kind of (laughs) interesting when he showed up because like kind of her new right-hand man was kind of like, oh, we're working with criminals now? Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't think he noticed, but we are criminals. Right, And right. it was kind of interesting because, like, he was holding back. Like, he was like, you know, you're kind of loosening your leash a little too far. Like, he they're not totally comfortable because now they're working with just literal criminals who, like, they don't, steal stuff and give it to the needy they Mm -hmm. just steal or they don't just steal they murder and like they're noticing that she's doing that too and i think it's making a number of the flag smashers really nervous because they're realizing like you know she's not focusing on the mission anymore her objective is changing because of what she's going through and i think that's gonna make them have to like come to a very hard decision soon of if they still want her to be their leader or if they still want to follow her and I don't think they're gonna I think it's gonna change around to where it's just gonna be like listen man we can't do this like you are doing bad things right you're barely helping people anymore so yeah I thought it was really interesting because you can tell that like there's kind of that struggle where they're like you know where does the line end or like where come on Like, they're trying to be good people, but her getting angrier and angrier is just, like, ruining them.
0: Yeah, I, um, it's hard to know how I feel about Carly, like, I've, like, I feel like there's stuff there, obviously, that she's, she has something there as a character, um, I don't know if we're going to be ranking her next week as a villain. That's something we can kind of talk about after the finale uh, before we record next week. But I don't know. It's like, I just feel like something's there, but then I don't know what, but I feel like something there is missing, if that makes sense. I don't know. It It's hard to pinpoint it, but I don't want to like shortchange it until we see the finale.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: But. And, like, I, I think John Walker is a much more compelling villain than Carly is, so.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of gravitating towards him, too.
0: Yeah. So. But we'll talk—we'll we'll figure that out next week um, when we get to that. Um, Alright, so then let's talk about the rest of the—the the podcast is going to be talking about Bucky and Sam— So then, um, we get the scene of Sam goes to meet back with Isaiah Bradley, um, which is really, really cool. We have a really important discussion, um, and we really, I think Gabe and I were talking about, you know, that this is addressing racial issues and I think it's great that it is addressing them, but it definitely, Gabe and I both said, uh, off recording that it is only scratching the tip of the iceberg, um they could go much deeper um i don't i don't know it's just like i I think it's just a really important um discussion i think the best or the most important quote i think um was where Isaiah was telling sam uh the government they'll never let a black man be cap captain america and one with self-respect wouldn't want to be so i just found that really interesting what were your guys thoughts on this entire scene
1: yeah, I, like, it's really, really neat that they're uh, putting this in this show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. And I just, like, I I already know there's, like, a worth of fans that are just, like, livid about this. And it's just, like, dude, like, it's not even, like, I don't know. If, if you can't handle it, you're kind of a... Baby, but like, mm-hmm. it's 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 neat because like it's it's talking about you know the uh, the experience of you know black men, especially right. like in in this in this world like, and it's just kind of silly to act like uh, you know uh, superheroes would be treated equally you know if if they're coming from different backgrounds and groups and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And you know, you, you, you're listening to like um, Isaiah speak and you're like, yeah, like that, you know, that makes sense. Like, uh, you know, like I was, you know, people, someone would be frustrated if like the government just like took a shit on you, you know, for years
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, after your service. And it's only because, you know, you know they're you're, they're taking advantage of you, and you know they, you know they see it within their power, which is you know messed up. You know while uh, you know Steve Rogers gets to run around and do his thing, and it's just like right. it's a really sad thing to hear about, um, and it really makes you wish that eventually Sam is going to be able to like you know uh, take the Captain America reins and do his thing. Which, like, I'm excited for. I'm really excited to see what was in his suitcase or whatever that yep. Will Condon's delivered.
0: Yep, we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, Josh, what were your thoughts on the Isaiah Bradley scene?
2: It was powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, especially in, uh, as we were talking about last week, Modern Day, where we still have uh, it like, all of this in our country and like we see it every day it's interesting to like see it play out in a fictional setting Mm -hmm. because even then it still feels like when they're not to to me it really felt like oh i'm just watching like reality tv Mm -hmm. like this is literally just me Watching TV based on us and it's still just as bad Mm -hmm. like the hor, like the horrors of this world are still horrors Mm -hmm. and it's Terrifying we feel horrible for him because it's truly like the government made of Like not even a bad call like it was just horrible Racist judgment and they Mm -hmm. ran tests on him and they kept him in prison and especially when he said that they lied to his wife and told him, told her that he was dead. I was like, oh, fucking K. Yeah. Like, that's, no. And it's messed up. And you realize, like, how far would a horrible government go just to, like, make, make people miserable? And our government went pretty, well, their government went pretty far to make sure that he was miserable and that nobody found out about him. And it broke my heart because, like, he seems like a genuinely good person, but he just had to deal with so much crap that he eventually just gave up. And he was like, no, like, the government will never allow me to live. Like, I can't. I don't get that privilege. Mm -hmm. I can't. I'm not someone who will just be able to live a life. He's like, I will have to stay hidden for the rest of mine or they would kill me. And it kind of sucks to have to hear someone talk like that in the Marvel uni- universe. Cause like we want to believe that it's this like happy place. Like yeah, aliens show up sometimes, but other than that's pretty happy, but like, no, it's truly horrible.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, I, I think the MCU is really good, um, at, grounding their characters in some reality to not just make them like superheroes like they you're getting to see the human sides of them i think the mcu is really good at that um and clearly now moving into phase four we're going to be getting more diversity in the mcu which is huge um as we've talked about on many of these podcasts um i mean we're getting so much more than you know we got at the beginning of the MCU in regards to different backgrounds, different people. And so I think that's awesome. Um, so after this scene, um, then Sam, uh, well, uh, Bucky goes to find Zemo. Um, we should, we'd love to talk about that here now. Um, uh, so he goes to turn Zemo over and Zemo's at the Sokovian Memorial, which was a really, uh, cool callback to what, you know, we found out about him in Civil War, um, with his family, and, um, and, um, so then, um, Bucky, uh, it seemed like he was creating some sort of diversion, almost for the, till the Dormelage showed up, um. And, you know, and making his amends, I think, is what he... You know, this is part of his amends um, with Zemo. And you had the um, him uh, pre- like acting like he was going to shoot Zemo, but then he uh, unloaded the gun and he just dropped all the bullets right there. That was really cool. And we find out that Zemo's getting uh, the, the Dormelache come, and they say that they're taking Zemo to the raft, not to Wakanda. So... Um, what did you guys think of this scene?
1: Yeah, I didn't really expect anything less from Bucky, but it was still cool to see him, like... W- he had the power to, like, absolutely just, like, waste Zemo right then and there. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have iced him. Like, he had his, like, gun ready, but, like... You know, he he uh, he portrayed a lot of uh, strength there. And I think it's just really neat to see, you know, Bucky making some sort of improvement uh you know just like sticking to his improvement you know being dedicated and all that uh that all being said i don't know why they didn't take zemo back to wakanda i can totally get how they'd be like yeah we just don't want this guy anywhere anywhere near us but like Mm -hmm. it just kind of like i was like man you think they would have like you know they'd really want to make sure this guy never sees the sun again. Like you know they probably hate the dude. You know as they should. Right. But they sent him to uh, a different prison. I was like, what? Right. So that confused me.
0: Yeah, that was a bit confusing too. Um, Josh, your thoughts on this scene?
2: I was like actually thinking like, oh shit, he's about to kill Zemo. And like I was like nah like he there's no way, and then like for a second there Sebastian's acting I was like okay no he might like kill this motherfucker mm-hmm. <laughs> this might this might actually happen, and like yeah I was kind of interested I don't know how I would have reacted if he would have killed him like I I don't know if I would have liked it maybe I would have uh, but yeah I was pretty damn invested. Yeah, And it was super good I God I love Zemo's outfit So much it looks so good And like Bucky was Kind of horrifying in this scene And like he, I think he was trying to like Torture Zemo a little bit Because like Zemo kept telling him Like you're not Free like that winter soldier Is still inside of you You're mm-hmm. never going to get rid of it So like I think that he was trying to Fuck with Zemo to scare him And be like you're right Zemo like there is always going to be a part of that in me, mm-hmm. and then he does something like put a fucking gun in your face, but you don't know that the bullets aren't there yet. Like, yeah, it's pretty scary. Like, <laughs> I would have been scared, bro. Yeah, so, yeah. Good ass scene. Plus, the door are always. Yeah,
0: they're they're definitely always uh, amazing. Um, yeah, I. Um, I, I think, because um, we already ranked Zemo when Will and JJ and I did Civil War, I'm wondering if we want to give him another ranking next week, depending on what happens. I mean, it seems like he's out of the show, unless like unless they're going to set something up with him at the end, because obviously he's still alive, um, and they very well could do that. Um, so, I don't know. We'll, we'll kind of talk about that next week, but Zemo is just really, really fun to me i've always liked him since civil war but i know that he i i just really like the more of the mental uh villains psychological villains rather than some like more you know physical villains you know yeah um um so then um, we go to Sam goes back home um, with, to his sister, Sarah, and nephews, and so kind of just, like, helping work on the boat, um, and then we get Sam practicing with the shield, um, which was awesome. Bucky shows back up, and, um, and you know, we really get the scene of Bucky, you know, talking about – Bucky and Sam talking about what hap- has happened, and Bucky really – finally gives um gives sam the approval and um so this was a really neat scene um and just seeing sam really really practice with the shield and get in a captain america type of shape and it was so it was so cool
1: yeah that was insane to me the whole workout montage (laughs) because i don't know why it didn't dawn on me earlier but i was like wow like throwing around captain america's shield like being captain america is probably like one of the most like physically demanding things Mm -hmm. especially since sam was like doing all the unnecessary like cartwheels and shit and like flips i'm like i don't know why you need to do that but okay but like Mm -hmm. imagine doing that and like just like like like, imagine just like hurdling like a shield and like you really got to throw it like you got to make that thing like rocket through the air and catching it. Mm-hmm. But you need the precision to do it, too. Oh, my God, dude. But, like it was really touching to see like Sam and Bucky just hash things out and practice. And like the the most I got from that scene, like the big the biggest thing I got
2: mm-hmm. and my
1: favorite thing is like just seeing them give each other advice and exchanging those words of wisdom. Mm -hmm. You know, Sam needed it. I'm sure Bucky needed it too. And they just seemed to be able to give each other exactly what the other person needed to hear at the time. And it was just like really nice. I'm like, and I never really thought about it before because obviously they've been portrayed as like, you know, like kind of a so-so relationship, like, they're not buddy buddies, but, like, I watched that, and I was thinking to myself, like, I really, I think, like, a friendship between the two would be, like, really nice, and yeah. I think Sam can offer, like, an excellent friendship towards Bucky, given that, like, you know, all, he doesn't really have a lot of people.
0: Right. For sure. Um Josh?
2: it was really touching watching them like be such good friends. Cause it's like, yeah, we always knew that like they're more similar than different. And I always wanted them to be friends. So now that they are, I, I love it. And like, yeah, I think like the flips and stuff, I was like, okay, it seems like he's doing moves that he did as Falcon, mm-hmm. but he wants to perfect them without needing the wings. right And like, Also, it looks pretty fucking nice if – can you imagine if he gets in a fight with John Walker again and John throws that shield and that motherfucker does like a flip over top of it or like flips over it sideways and shit? Oh, my God. I'm going to (laughs) come. But, yeah, dude, fucking – the scene was like really good, especially the training montage. I was hoping that he was going to run past one of his nephews Mm -hmm. or like run past his sister Mm-hmm. And we would have just heard, like, on your left. <laughs> and I was, like, really hoping that was going to happen. Just because, like, it would be kind of fucking funny. And, like, it would, it would kind of be, like, very sweet, too. Like, it's yeah. kind of like he picked it up from his friend. Or, like, he does it to remember his friend. Like, one of those just things. Like, you know, yeah. Like, my friend would say this. And it was, yeah, I was hoping to hear that. But it's okay that we didn't. You know, it's, it's Marvel. They know how to write. I, I trust them. And... Yeah, I fucking love that scene. I think it was beautiful. Like, the most character development. And it took, like, what, five minutes? Yeah. And, like, that's some of the most character development they've had, like, ever. Right. And, like, it's not to say that they are bad characters, but, like, you know, there has to be background characters in every movie. Right. Let's face it, these two have been the background characters in Captain America's movie. Right. So now, or movies, sorry. So now, like, they're at the front. And we realize, like, how good of characters they are. And, like, something else that, uh... I was gonna point this out real quick. There's, like, uh... I can't remember when it was. I think it was for Civil War. Mm-hmm. But they had everybody sitting on a stage. And he goes, yeah, this question's for Kevin. Hey, when are we gonna get, like, a buddy road trip movie with Falcon and Winter Soldier? And Kevin, like, jumps up in his seat and he looks at the camera he's like that's a really good idea and now we have this show so i was like hey you know that's a that's a nice touch
0: yeah it's it's awesome the the things that i love about wandavision and now falcon and winter soldiers we're really getting to know the background characters from the past movies and you know now that these are going to be the characters that carry us now in phase four because you know Iron Man and Captain America, they're done, and we're going to be retiring the rest of the original Avengers. Black Widow is about to be done officially after her, uh, her her solo movie, and then we're probably going to see Thor, Hulk, and Hawkeye get retired after their uh, series-slash-last movie. So we'll, we'll kind of see, maybe. Um, but... Um, uh, and then, of course, uh, when, uh, the case that Bucky gave to Sam from Wakanda, very last scene we, uh, besides the post credit scene that we already talked about, uh, Sam opens it up, and that's the end of the episode, and I knew it, I knew as soon as he opened it up that we were gonna have to wait another week, and I was just like, I wanna see this suit, because, or new wins, or whatever is, all is in there, I, like... It's been awesome because WandaVision, we got Wanda's new suit in the last episode, and now we're getting Sam's. It, it's awesome. So, I, I'm i really I'm really anxious to see what it looks like.
1: Dude, I really hope it's, like, a full, like, the whole deal. Like, I hope, like, he was sent, like, not just wings, but, like, a really good, like, fit. Like, ugh, it's, good. it's gonna be good. Because, like, if it's from Wakanda... Like, it's, you know, it's about to be, like, something insane. Like, I can only imagine what the wings are going to look like.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Josh?
1: Can you fucking imagine
2: if it has that fucking kinetic energy shit in it? Like, how it just fucking hits his suit and then he can use it while in battle? That'd be kind of fun. Oh, I my God. Think I that would be fucking awesome. But, yeah, like, I can't wait to see the color scheme on this because, like, Wakandans know how to do a lot of things, but the mm-hmm. number one thing they know how to do is dress, like, especially when they're in a fucking superhero costume. But, like, dude, oh, my gosh, man. Yeah, yeah, that's the number one thing I'm excited for. As soon as they opened it, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's a suit. And then they didn't. I was like, okay, it's going to cut to another scene of him in the suit. And then the screen went to black. I was like, <laughs> Like, Like, I just want to see it, man. I want to see it. And I know that all I have to do is wait another week, but still.
0: Yeah, it's, um, Wakanda knows how, knows costume design. I mean, Black Panther, the movie, literally got an Oscar for best costume design, I believe. So, um, no, it's, there's no secret why. So, they're freaking awesome. Yep.
1: Um...
0: So, all right, so let's get to our finale predictions. I'll go last, of course. So, Gabe, uh what are your predictions for our finale next week?
1: They're either going to like just give us a whole episode of Sam having on whatever he was given in the uh box or they're going to kind of tease us and he's going to like put it on and like the last 20 minutes. Either way, I'm, I'll am i be pretty hyped to see it. Mm-hmm. I think, like, Zemo is out of the picture for now. So, like, it, there's just going to be something crazy happening with uh, Carly, the Flag Smashers, and uh, John Walker. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, right now Sam and Bucky are probably like, probably like oh shit, we still got to deal with those Flag Smashers, you know, and hopefully their morale is... Uh, boosted up again but I, I really think uh, the final episode is going to be rewarding but it won't be something like insane that like you know leads up to like the next big thing in in this universe I think there's going to be like a really good payoff in terms of like you know final fights or whatever mm-hmm. and we might have to say goodbye to like Carly or like one of you know, the other Flag Smashers or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I definitely think there's a future for John Walker, so we shouldn't count him out yet.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's gone, but I'll get to that in my predictions. Josh, your predictions for the finale next week.
2: Okay, so hear me out. The whole thing takes place at a Childish bambino concert for relief fund for the RAC. Just kidding. But, um... I mean, that'd be kind of fucking banger. Just playing This Is America while Sam jumps in as Captain America. That'd be some fucking color shit right there, let me tell you. That'd make a billion dollars. But, um, yeah, I think that, obviously, Bucky is going to be called. He's going to join Sam again as they go to New York. I really hope that they, like, take a plane there. Mm-hmm. Then on the way, Bucky can make a smart-ass comment about his new suit. And, like, oh, man. I, Yeah. I can't wait to see that suit. I, at first, I thought Bucky was going to, like, ask for a different arm. I was like, you know, like, that one did kind of get fucking broken. Or if he's going to ask for his to get fixed. So I was like, bro, I But, yeah, it's oh, man, so excited for this next episode. Yeah.
0: Woo! Yeah, I really enjoyed this series. And, like, I enjoyed I WandaVision. Going to
2: hope that bitch Carly dies. Sorry, I forgot that. But I hate that bitch. I hope she dies. I hope that they're sitting there like, we're not going to kill you. We're going to kill you. It's the right thing to do. And then Zemo just fucking pops out of the shadow and snipes that bitch. And then it's like, ah, sorry. And then the elevator door closes and he leaves. And then the fucking Tony the Tiger hops out with that fucking cheetah from Cheetos. And they what? just start fucking kicking the hell out of her dead body. And then the tiger guy eats her body. And then all of it goes to hell. And then they have to fight the cartoon characters. And then LeBron James comes in the mix somewhere. I don't know. It gets real confusing.
0: Okay, then. Um, I don't know if the last part will happen, but you had me up until then. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I... Um, I I think um, they're setting up. Not necessarily, you know, they... I don't know if the post-credit scenes will set up something this big just based on what happened with WandaVision. Might be, I guess, a little closer to the chest um, right now. But I think they're setting up the Thunderbolts. I think Zemo is going to be broken out of the raft. I think that they're sending him there and thinking it'll be more secure, but he'll get broken out of there um, by... I think Madame Hydra's going to organize it. So I think she could very well be forming a version of the Thunderbolts that is sort of like a Hydra-esque thing. So they're going to get Zemo. They're going to get Walker. Um, That's why, you know, she had that conversation with him. And then we're going to get things. We know Abomination is coming back uh, from Incredible Hulk and um, and She-Hulk. So, I mean, we're we're getting... um, We will probably get this Thunderbolts team. Uh, Thunderbolt Ross could be involved in some way. We know William Hurt's returning for um, Black Widow. Um, which I mean is set in the past, but still we, Thunderbolt Ross could at least be involved in some way to, um, to give the Thunderbolts a name. Um, and I also think it's setting up Young Avengers, um, in the comics, Joaquin Torres, um, Sam leaving him the wings in the comics, Joaquin Torres becomes the new Falcon. Um, I looked that up and so, um, and we know that Isaiah Bradley's grandson, Elijah, We've met him. um, We we just met in Wandavision. Tommy and Billy, you know that, and heard their voices at the end of that. So they could be still alive in some capacity. Um, So who knows? Like they are setting up, and we know we're getting like Kate Bishop and stuff. So I mean, there's a lot that they can be setting up, and there's a lot on my mind Um, as far as what else will happen. I mean, I think you guys kind of covered it. What will happen? I think it is going to be that like up until the post credit scenes we don't know what they're actually going to tease but it's going to be more of a personal type thing just based on what we saw in wandavision so yeah so um is there anything else we want to say before i tease what else we're doing i'm good josh
2: I'm not good to buy I'm throwing my thing off at my of
0: the <laughs> all right so uh, us three will be back actually uh, tomorrow and uh, this episode this episode is gonna go up tomorrow morning but tomorrow recording Josh Gabe and I will be joined by JJ and we're recording Avengers Endgame. We've built up to it we've done the rest of our rewatch of the infinity Saga at least JJ and I have been here the entire way. Um, so we're going to get to Endgame, um, and we're going to have a good conversation. It's probably going to take a while since Infinity War took a while as well. We're going to have a lot to unpack with Endgame and add that to the rankings. Um, and then next week, we will officially uh, be finished with Falcon and Winter Soldier. We'll, pr- we'll add that to the rankings um, and probably add John Walker and, you know, maybe Carly to the villain rankings, we'll kind of see where they fit. Um, maybe we'll uh, rank Zemo again and kind of maybe boost his average a little bit. We'll we'll talk about that. Um, and Spider-Man Far From Home will be the last podcast that we do for a bit. And that will finish the Infinity Saga and we'll be officially caught up. And we'll add Mysterio to the villain rankings as well. So that'll be all done. And then we're going to be taking a break uh, for a month till June till Loki comes out and we'll figure out our schedule when it gets closer to when Loki comes out. But, uh, yeah, that's what we have for, uh, coming up in the next, uh, these next two weekends here. Um, so we'll see you, uh, next episode for our Avengers Endgame review and recap on Tribe of Nerds.